Thanks for joining us for the Connect Podcast. I'm Cole Phillips, the lead pastor of the Connection Church, and every week we're going to look into the Bible to find out how God's Word connects to our everyday lives. It's going to be life-changing. The Connect Podcast is produced every week for your growth and inspiration. You can find all the show notes at makingtheconnection.org. You can also find the podcast on your favorite podcasting service, Follow me on Twitter at Cole Phillips and on Facebook and Instagram. You'll find all the links in the show notes. Now, let's get into the study. All right, I'm so glad that you are joining me here today on uh, Connect, at Connect. And as we get into God's Word, we get God's Word into our lives so we can get it out of our lives into the world around us. I hope that you had a great Easter a celebration, Resurrection Day this past weekend. You know, we did at the Connection Church, had such a great time and uh, on Saturday and Sunday with our services. And, you know, it's so great seeing uh, people come back, people come for the first time, and just just such a great celebration. But I find great uh, joy in the individual stories and the people uh, who, who I got to talk with, who... Uh, you just see God's hand, you see miracle after miracle, and uh, so I'm really excited this week as we continue in John chapter 14. Now, at this point in the gospel of, uh, of John, we are, we are still uh, heading, Jesus is still heading toward the cross, and uh, so, so, but, but it, it all is, is around the, the, the sacrifice of Jesus, and and uh, really what, what we're dealing with here is how are we going to deal with our uh, troubled hearts in John 14? I mean, and that's something that, that is, is um, part of life, right? We all can say, my heart is troubled about this area, that area. And, and uh, Jesus is still responding and saying he knows that his followers, that his disciples in particular, that they're that they have troubled hearts. And uh, maybe today you would say, my heart is troubled about uh, a relationship or uh, a job or whatever it is that you're uh, dealing with. And we're going to find out from Jesus more about how we can deal with the, the trouble that and the, the problems that, that we're carrying around. Um, it's interesting that uh, the presenter of this BBC documentary on Jesus, his name is Jeremy Bowen. And uh, at the beginning, he said, he said, uh, this is from a few years back, but he said this, the important thing is not what Jesus was or what he wasn't. The important thing is what people believe him to have been. A massive worldwide religion numbering more than 2 billion people follows his memory. That's pretty remarkable, he says, 2,000 years on. Well, yes, it is remarkable, but... He's wrong about that. The important thing is not just what we believe him to have been. <clears throat> the important thing is who he is, who Jesus is, and what Jesus did is the foundation of our faith. And without the reality of Jesus, um, 
that then then we're you know this is all just a waste of time but the fact is and the truth is Jesus uh, is who he says he is he did what he said he did and so because of that we can have peace in our hearts and here in John chapter 14 verse 8 through 14 that's what we're going to be um, following uh, and looking into and diving into um, this is one of Jesus' most extraordinary claims that, that he ever made, that he is the very uh, personification, the very embodiment of God. And uh, so if you have your Bible, if you're able to get your Bible out, if you're able to, to take some notes even, this is going to be really good today. Because here to begin with in verse 8, we see Philip, his disciple, we see his request, and, and it's interesting, his request, he says, he says, uh, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. <laughs> He's asking, show us Father God, show us this incredible, spectacular, uh, visible God that, that we can see with our eyes, and you know, Jesus was saying, hey, I'm going back to the Father, and right now you can't go where I'm going, but eventually you'll be able to go where I'm going. But Philip, uh, again, all through this, they're just looking so much at the surface. I think that's how we approach life so often. You know, we see about this far in front of our face, and uh, we don't see long term, and we're looking at the physical and not the spiritual, not the work that God is doing around us. So his disciples thought that uh, that Jesus meant he was going to a, a place, maybe the top of a mountain um, or some other quiet place to to meet God face to face. And we see this, you know, happen as you know Moses did that in the Old Testament, and and others who saw these visions of God. And so Philip said, "Well, hey, I want to see the Father as well." Why did he why did he want that? Well, he thought, you know, having this dramatic moment experience with God would help to calm the trouble in his hearts and it would fix their problems. And what problems were they facing? Well, similar to what we face today, there was a division among the disciples. <laughs> and you know, I don't know if you're experiencing that kind of, you know, division maybe in your family uh, or with uh, maybe even in your church family, you know, there's division or uh, betrayal. They they had uh, Judas who had just left them and desertion. Maybe the betrayal of a friend who who has turned uh, their back on you of denial and uh, you know denying uh, Jesus, denying you know for some today there's a lot of people denying reality itself, but uh, also just. Uh, the 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 problem of uh, ignorance and misunderstanding and not not uh, understanding uh, really you know here it was not understanding who Jesus is and so the disciples thought along with Philip that some spectacular moment some experience um, would fix everything you know when when I when I have this this experience, then I'll have peace. Then all of my problems will be solved. Then I will finally believe. Then I will finally step up and serve God and do what God is asking me to do. Then, 
God, I will, I will finally have that change in my life. I will be changed. I will do the right thing. And, you know, Philip, the thing is, I mean, he is walking, spending time with, uh, living his life with Jesus. And uh, yet for him, walking with Jesus, walking by faith still wasn't enough. He wanted more. And, uh, you know, because Jesus, you, you could touch him, you could see him, and you could hear him. And yet he seemed to be just, just another person in some ways. It wasn't some glorious, you know, vision um, like people had seen in the Old Testament or like people sometimes think of God. He was communicating with them as one of them, one of us. And so Philip wanted more, more than what Jesus was offering. Can you imagine like how, just how we are, you know, we say Jesus himself isn't enough for me. There's something more. I need more. I mean, we hear this, there's got to be more. And, and some people say, you know, Jesus himself isn't enough because he couldn't be the son of God, you know, and they'll say maybe he was, you know, a son of God, like, like, all, all, you know, the best example of a human who ever lived, but that's it. But they don't see God when they look at Jesus. They don't see the love of God. I, I love this quote from Watchman Nee. He, he wrote this, God will answer all our questions in one way and one way only, namely by showing us more of his son. See, Philip was asking this question, like, show us more. When can we see more? And Jesus is saying, I am what you're looking for. In fact, uh, we see Jesus' full revelation that he says here in uh, verse 9, Jesus answer, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you for such a long time? <laughs> I've been with you. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? What, a, what an incredible revelation from Jesus of God, that God is, uh, God is has revealed himself in Jesus, who is as I like to say, he well, he he's God in the flesh. I say he's God in a body, in a human body. You know, uh, Jesus said, "If you've seen me, you've seen the Father." When when you see Jesus, when those who saw his his physical presence on the earth, that is the very nature of God, the very character of God, the substance of God, the perfection of God in all of his perfect God, Godhead, the God, Godhood. You know, he, if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the fullness of the Father's nature and the, the very uh, fullness of perfection, and both in love and in uh, righteousness. So uh, Jesus' emphasis here, he says, God is his Father. And that implies, that tells us that God is close to us. He's not distant. He's not somewhere far off, far removed. 
Um, in fact, there's a um, sort of way we talked uh, in, in our services several weeks ago, we were talking about different worldviews. And one would be called uh, deism, which just simply means that God sort of created everything. He set up the world and then he left the world on its own. And now the world is sort of winding down like a clock, like God just wound up the world and walked away and is distant. That's not who God is. Jesus told us and showed us that God is intimately connected and involved in the world and in our lives. That uh, as Father, God is just like Jesus showed us, that he's loving, that he's uh, right and just and and uh, generous and um, helpful, benevolent, uh, good, true. He is um, he, he like a father. He directs us and guides us and and corrects us. And he's forgiving and he cares about us. This is who we see when you look at Jesus. You see who God is. And so he gives us this very clear evidence. And one of the evidences, if we want to have peace in our hearts today, then we need to listen to the the words that Jesus is saying. They're giving us that peace. In verse 10, don't you believe that I'm in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I did not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. And and so Jesus is giving us like evidence that Jesus is who is God. And uh, one was God's presence, God's presence that God was in Jesus and Jesus is in God. And... Um, so it's clear that that God's presence just wasn't just with Jesus, but was indwelling in Jesus, that he himself is God. His uh, character, his care, his, his love, um, the way he relates to, to others, the way he related to, to other people, and all that he is shows us who God is. And Jesus asked Philip a question in return. He said, don't you, don't you believe? Don't you believe this? And so Jesus, uh, you know, his words, his words were the words of God. As you listen to Jesus speak, he's speaking the words of God, the things that God uh, wanted to say to, to people. He said, the words I say to you, I did not speak with my own authority. So when Jesus was was speaking, God is speaking through him. So if you listen to the words of Jesus and you listen to his teaching and his truth, and you know that he is who he says he is, that he's God himself. In Mark 13, 31, it says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Why is that? Because they're the words, this is Jesus who said this, but these are, they're God's words. They're eternal. And so he says also, he says, it is the Father living in me who is doing this work. And so God is working through Jesus. But um, Jesus then challenges his disciples and he's challenging us. If you want a peace in your heart, 
then just believe. Believe what Jesus says. Um, he says, believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father's in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. He says, look at what I've done. Look at what I'm doing. And you can know without a doubt um, that Jesus, not only is he God, but you believe his uh, claim that his testimony and about himself, what he says about himself, it's totally true. And maybe today you'd say, you know, I've tried to believe, but it's hard for me to really wrap my mind around this, that Jesus is, is God. And, and um, then he says, look at what I've done. Look, nobody else in history has done what Jesus has done. And look for that evidence. You know, some people, they're just like, well, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't believe, I don't know, I don't know what Jesus did, I don't understand the Bible. But then they stop there and they don't continue searching. Listen, it's worth searching after. It's worth looking for so that you will believe who Jesus is. And the, the reasons that Jesus did what he did and taught what he taught and did the miracles that he did and was born into the world and lived and died and rose and ascended to the Father, all of this was to point us to God so that we'd be part of God's forever family. But I want us to look uh, here at these promises, and these are conditional. These are things that Jesus says, here's what you do. You say, how, how do we apply this to our hearts, to the trouble in our hearts today? Well, in verse 12, he says, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me, okay, so followers of Jesus, he says, will do the works I've been doing. And they will do even greater than these because I am going to the Father. Now, usually we focus in on, oh, we're going to do greater works than Jesus. How is that possible? I want to tell you how that's possible. But we miss just do the works that I've been doing, Jesus says. And and he gives us um, these promises. He says, very truly, I tell you, which means, you know, truly, truly, Listen up, this is very important. He says, you're going to do these great works. You're going to, in fact, it's a promise that you have the power to do the, the same works that Jesus did and even greater works. What a great promise. Well, well, how, how do we do that? Well, we have the same purpose in, behind what we do as Jesus did. You look at what Jesus did. And then you look at why did he do it? Well, he did what he did to show people God's love. That's why we work. That's why we serve God. That's why we love others, to show them God's love. He, he also was trying to help people, lift people up in their need and meet practical needs. That's, that's, that was a motivation, and that's our motivation to, to meet to find needs and meet those needs and then to point them to Jesus to point them to to the the way to be forgiven to be saved and so that is a mo- that's what that's what drives everything that I do is you know I want to see lives changed and that's that's why we do what we do we want to see God change lives and uh, so you know we live for the, the mission of the Great Commission to go and tell and make sure everybody knows Jesus. But he says, 
you know, you'll do the same, the same works. It's the same kind of work that Jesus did. It's the same kind of work, which is loving, ministering, um, healing, teaching and, and, and telling and, um, and discipling, helping people grow in their faith and, and all of these things that Jesus says that we will do. You know, we're not going to do, um, you know, we're not going to be raising people from the dead, but at the same time, we're going to be like right now all over the world when Jesus says, you know, that, that we'll be doing greater works. Think about Jesus' ministry on the earth. It was limited to, to basically three years and yet all that he did, you know, but, but today, because there are so many of us who are his hands and feet and his followers, his body across the world, we're ministering all over the world right now. Right now, there are uh, thousands of people who are coming to Christ right now, even today. And so that's why he says, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're going to do even greater works. That means that we can reach more people. Now, obviously, what we do is empowered by him. It's him working through us, but he uses our lives to have these wider results today. The the whole world would eventually hear Jesus is saying, and and you could make you will make an impact on cultures all over the world and, and nations and and people. And so it's a, a wider results, but that's only possible through the power of of Jesus, the power of God's spirit, because he has gone to the Father and he's sitting at God's right hand. And, and there he is enabling us and equipping us to, to do what he wants us to do. And uh, that's what empowers us. But also, if you want uh, peace in your heart, he tells us this second promise. And um, that is that he's going to answer our prayers. And so what we need to do is we need to Pray in verse 13, he says, And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Well, that's a great promise, but I think we get caught up on the, you know, I'm going to do whatever you ask, and we miss the in my name. And in my name doesn't just mean that we tack on at the end of our prayer, I pray all this in Jesus' name. It is in the character of, in the heart of Jesus that we're praying. We're praying for his will to be done. Now, if it's his will, he, you know he's obviously going to do that. And the result, the purpose is so that he is glorified, not, not to better my life, but to glorify him. And what an incredible promise. Now, you know, he promises that if we pray in his name, and the only way that we have access to God is through Jesus. So we pray knowing that this is not uh, my power, this is not my will, but I want, uh, I'm praying because uh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' power, that's how God hears our prayers, that he is our mediator. He is the one who connects us to God, and he uh, is the one that is that is the Bible says is our intermediate inter intercessor. You know, inter, uh, he he goes between us and God, and he's the one who is uh, who is asking God to uh, receive us and to receive our prayer. 
And so, but also our desire, our heart and our prayer should always be to glorify Jesus, to glorify him, to bring glory to his name, that yes, he's going to answer those prayers when we pray those prayers that would honor his name, that would praise his name and lead to his name being lifted up. That means I'm not going to pray selfishly, selfish prayers. You know, I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to trust in him. But also, why does he answer our prayers? It is to glorify God. It's not just God who is glorified, but but also Jesus. And so when we pray and we receive what we actually have prayed for, then we want to give thanks back to God for that. You know, we, we, uh, our focus should be back on, wow, God is so good. And we give him thanks and it draws us to him so that we want to serve him and follow him and obey him even more. So that is an incredible claim, but that's what God does when we go to him, we talk to him. And, um, and so I want us right now to just have a time of prayer. And as we pray today, uh, that we would, instead of ending our prayer in Jesus' name, we're going to begin our prayer and pray in Jesus' name and, and I wonder what it is that God's Spirit today has laid on your heart that you would pray, that you would pray. Maybe it's for somebody you know who is far from God, somebody who's hurting, somebody who's lost, um, what, whatever that is. And I don't know what that is, but I believe God's Spirit is directing you today as to how to pray. And I want to lead us in that prayer right now and just give you an opportunity to do business with God, to talk to Him and pray in his name so that he is glorified, that he receives the glory, and check this out, and you receive peace for whatever is troubling your heart today. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we want to pray, God, that uh, that these concerns on our heart today, the things that are weighing us down, God, that we would give them to you and God that you would move in a powerful way. Thank you for this promise, God, that you allow us to do even greater things, even greater things. So we know that the power is not the issue. God, you've empowered us. Give us the willingness and the heart to follow you and to obey you. Give us the understanding, God. I know some of these uh, things we're talking about can be hard to wrap our mind around, but God, at the the most foundational level, we believe that Jesus is who he says he is and he can do what he says he can do and he will do it in our lives today as we lift up these prayers before you. Thank you, God, that you're so faithful and your promise is that you will uh, do uh, and and move and answer our prayer, um, whatever it is, God, if it's according in your name, according your purpose for your glory. And we pray all this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a great rest of the week, a great day, and and I look forward to seeing you real soon. Be blessed.
Thank you for joining us for this week's Connect podcast. If you liked what you heard, then be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, rate. We want to spread this good word to everybody we can who needs to hear this message. I hope you have a great week, and I look forward to you joining us next week for the Connect podcast. Oh,